in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Hey everybody, it's Chris, and this is Coast to Coast PM, and much like Chris Brown, I am flying solo. So we're going to be doing a little bit of a different thing today, and we're just going to try this out and just kind of see if it works, everyone, so stick with me, alright? So one of the things I wanted to do is talk a little bit about lore. We talk a lot about lore throughout our podcast, and I don't know if we've done a great job expounding upon what we mean when we are saying lore. When I think of lore, I think of kind of a belief system that is based upon experience. You know, I guess many people would say lived experience, if you know what I'm saying, but that's... uh, neither here nor there, but that is what I'm kind of thinking of. This isn't a science-based understanding is what we're talking about. Many of the things that we talk about through discussing Coast to Coast AM are things that we don't have proof of, we don't have evidence of, or we have circumstantial evidence, or we have just the hearsay of individuals who they just tell us, please believe me, please believe me. And so as a rational human being going upon this earth, we have to say, sometimes I do believe this person, sometimes I don't believe this person. So that is where I believe lore really comes into play. I had a buddy who would typically call this headcanon. This is what's in my headcanon. Now, he was typically talking about Dungeons and Dragons and how things would work in the world, how the physics of the D&D universe work was headcanon. But I kind of took that in my real life as well. This is my head canon. I don't know if it's true, but I feel it's true. I, I, I don't know if I believe it, but it's the meme that I choose to understand. And this is also kind of something I wanted to talk about is this idea of a meme. And I think it really plays well with lore. You know, one of the things we would always talk about in the old podcast was mimetic energy. Mimetic energy. Now, that's kind of a goofy thing to to think about, mimetic energy. You know, we would always really, the king of mimetic energy in our recent history has been Donald Trump. I, the people who created the meme that was Donald Trump was not Donald Trump and it was nobody on his team. It w- it bubbled up through the underverse, the metaverse, the mimetic 
verse of the internet. It was it was something that oozed up. I don't believe, you know, there may have been a couple of instances where something came from the Trump campaign, but it all came from 4chan and 8chan and Reddit was the real driving force in 2015-2016 that I think allowed Trump to get a solid headwind. You know, these people that were doing it were spending hours upon hours making these memes and so often so many of them were probably duds think about the hundreds of memes we never saw during the trump campaign you know one of my favorites and i i I still have it saved on my phone because i just thought it was so hilarious was this like totally 1980s trump with a six-pack abs huge beefcake he had like two he had like an ak-47 and an m16 on the other hand he was driving on like a monster like sitting on top of a monster truck and then there's like eagles screaming in the background american flags somebody sat and drew all that and that's what i mean by mimetic energy Memes are, and and yes, they are the photos with funny text on them. That is what we're talking about. But we're also talking about the underlying nature of the whole thing. The, the, the root of the thought that would lead somebody to spend the hours doing it. Now, the funny thing is, is that many people will say that these were probably just trolls and many of them probably were but i think there was an underlying current in the meme the underlying current of the meme was we are tired we feel alienated so we are going to send this showman and that's what he was right I always compared him to we have a we have a rich history of of swindlers in the south just just centuries of of people who had come to the south or maybe they were of southern stock and because places were so isolated this was this is before the advent of public education. This is before the advent of newspapers and a you know solid delivery system of information pre-telegraph. And this is where we get the idea of the snake oil salesman. And most of us can conceptualize what this means. This is a, you know, a person that comes and tells you that they have the magical elixir of life, right? We make fun of Alex Jones with all of his supplements that turn him orange. The colloidal silver on Coast to Coast AM. These, these, these are old techniques, right? 
This, this, these are a, a functionary meme. Kind of a playoff of capitalism a little bit, right? We're being lied to. We're being lied to. And this is, and this is where I look, again, at the meme of Donald Trump. And I think of the mimetic energy that 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 propelled the man. And I truly believe that it was that so many people just thought it would be funny. I mean, that's just that's the that's the long and tall of it. That 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 so many people have broken their minds in both ways, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, whatever it was. So many people have broken their minds trying to understand why is this, how did this man get elected? Or in the vice versa, how did he not get reelected? More to that, on that mimetic energy later, we may not go down that road. That, that, that one might get me canceled. I'm having a drink. I'm having a drink and doing this. This is my first time like doing a solo thing by myself. So I'm a little nervous, guys. I really am. But, and I didn't want this to whole be all about Donald Trump. Jesus, my God, we're all, we're going to be sick and tired of the man here pretty soon. But I think this is a, I think this is a telling meme that most of us can really comprehend because we went through it and we're going through it. And I, I still to this day do not believe that the vast majority of us have understood what it was that this, this thing meant. What happened, right? How did this take place? And it is the meme. And again, so what is a meme? A meme is a thought that becomes contagion. Many of us have thoughts, beliefs that we're not sure exactly where they came from, right? They come through the culture. They come through our parents. They come through our family, our friends, our, our work life. The bubbling nature, right? What was it that a, a, a fish doesn't know that he's wet? We don't know most of the time that we are walking and living through perpetual memes that are being placed on us, that are being bombarded on us. You know, there's the, the, the advertisement is the easy one, right? And we, we, we consider ourselves so enlightened to the fact that we know we're being advertised to, right? And so, now the advertisement companies have like started creating these little TV shows and it's like, oh, isn't the progressive and the Allstate people so funny? These people who are leeching from the society. People who are sucking the life force from the American populace. Aren't they funny? It's kind of one of those like uh, limited hangouts almost maybe. 
Or maybe it's just really effective advertising. I'm not sure. But you get what I'm saying. And what happens is with the meme is that, like I said, it becomes contagion. It becomes this way of spreading. The idea becomes paramount to the person. Makes them spend hours creating little pictures on the internet and spreading them around. Spread them to their friends. Maybe they don't have friends, but they can post it online. The internet has become a mechanism of mimetic energy. And truly, 2015 is probably one of the last times we will ever see true mimetic energy like we saw for Donald Trump because now it is being stifled. The meme is being stifled by the top, by the algorithm, right? And this is another kind of piece of lore that we, we've started getting a little bit more into in our Billy Coop's Behold a Pale Horse series on Patreon. $2 a month, guys. Come on. Help us out a little bit. We're entertaining you, aren't we? That's it. That's the that's the only pitch you're going to get from me for, for this whole episode. And it's c to c pod at gmail.com if you want to say something. If you're going to complain about this episode, please send it to Paul. Please don't like put it in Reddit or put it to Twitter because those were what I look at. If it's the Gmail, send it to Paul, please. If it's bad, if it's good, let me know. If you're, if you're enjoying yourself, I would love to know this. But let's get back to it. Just drop my coaster, guys. Sorry. So, what we have is a thought that captures itself in our brains somehow, right? I always, you know, it's a, we, we just all went through a pandemic, right? It's the coronavirus, right? But it's a thought. Highly virile, right? Some ideas spread much more easily than others for some reason. I don't know why. I wish I had an answer for you. I really do wish I had an answer for you. One of the things that I look at, though, how I try to understand where memes come from, how they move, why they react the way they do, is through my study of ancient civilizations. This is why I love ancient aliens so much. This is why I love Graham Hancock so much is because they just stay hyper focused on these really strange old humans. I mean, it's crazy what these people were doing, what they were talking about. And we see memes even then, mimetic energy, even then, religion, rituals. To our ancestors, ancestor worship, remembrance of ancestors, spread throughout 
whole regions. Fertility. Ideas about where the divine spark comes from. All of these things are being discussed by our ancient forebears. And what we find when we look, especially at the old tales that are past, is that many of them are connected. The meme is that strong. There are stories that Chinese civilization tells, Sumerian civilization tells, Mediterranean civilization tells, Native American civilization tells. All of them similar. All of them have themes that we can connect throughout the historical record. Direct parallels. It must have been thousands of years in some instances that these peoples were ever one. That they, that they ever came from the same place. Thousands. In some instances, tens of thousands of years. But yet the story remains. This shocked me. This shocked me when I learned that. It's the, 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 the deluge story, right? Deluge, the, the flood. Noah's Ark. This story is told throughout all of civilization. Well, that's interesting. What is that? You know, if I'm, if I'm being rational, Chris, man of science, Chris, gets his COVID booster shot, Chris, I believe that what we're seeing here is probably just stories of really horrific torrential flooding that took out whole villages because you know that's, some, that's something again when we look at history what do we need we need rivers we got to have rivers in early civilization we need water to grow our crops we need for it hygienic purposes we needed to move goods back and forth trade one of the easiest ways to go is by river typically typically sometimes those rivers hurt i'm a mississippi boy mississippi mud in the blood grew up in arkansas but we still claim it we still claim the river that's ours too they can't take it away from us all right even iowans david iowans claim mississippi some minnesota come on that's more than just mississippi louisiana yeah, okay. All right. They they get the good stuff, right? They get the, the alluvial plains. We got some plains. We do all right. Rice, soybeans, agricultural powerhouse. We do all right. But why? Because we're along a river. Riverbeds. Mmm. Yummy, yummy plant food all along for like 50 miles along, you know, some riverbed areas why because of those floods because of these huge huge floods that you know we call them once in a hundred once in a thousand once in ten thousand year floods those happened to our ancestors at some point huge terrifying floods 
And that memory would live on through. You got it. Come on. You know it. The meme. It would live through. And I think, especially pre-written word, that the ability of a person to tell a tale directly as it was told to them would be of one of the highest importances to early people, early civilization, pre-literate civilization. Rote memory would be incredible. You would know what every tree, what every plant, what every animal in your area was, right? Had to be direct knowledge. And one of the things that would be of most useful importance was that almost all these things were probably connected to things that were happening to the people. You would use these stories to tell lore, right? These aren't just stories. This is lore. I got a great one for you. This is one of my this is one of my favorites of all time. So, I have this book that tries to trace the cult of Dionysus. Now we say cult. We're not talking about Heaven's Gate here, okay? It's almost not even the right word to use for these people. But that's what they call it. So that's what I'm going to call it. Uh, Dionysian religion. Bacchus religion. And for those of you who don't know, it's the, it's the Greek god who, you know, is typically covered in wine and stuff. They're drinking all the time. Orgies. You know, it's just like pure animalistic ritualization of humanity right like an ability and I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit all right i'm skipping a little ahead a little bit on on some of the lore but we always talk about lizard brain right this is why i always give my my lizard boys out there a little bit of credence right because they're not wrong i believe i tr this is part of my personal lore that there's essentially three levels of our consciousness of our ability to comprehend the world around us there's the lizard brain there's the mammal brain and then there's the human brain which most of us have an incredibly hard time attaining is human brain and well, I'm, I'm there right there with you i'm right there with you my dear coasternauts i'm not gonna lie about that okay this is this uh, i i totally get that this is a, a an incredibly hard thing to be in the human all the time, right? The Buddhists call it being the present. But that is that is so, you know, that 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 third eye, right? The part of the human brain that can go to the divine is that third eye, is what I think. That's what they're trying to get at. That the third eye is the human trying to evolve. Get to that next level of human evolution that I believe is not going to be humanity actually involving 
physically, right? We're not like going to regrow a tail or something. We're not literally going to grow a third eye in the middle of our forehead. I think the next human evolution will be psychological and somewhat spiritual. It'll be a spiritual evolution that it's it's hard to even fathom. And again, this is kind of why I like the, like the 2012 kind of Mayan calendar stuff and the 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 age of Aquarius being on the dawn of the age of Aquarius and and that we're leaving Pisces and you know if you look at the ages and stuff like that there's like thematic issues and again I think that's more about the culture more about the culture than it is about what's actually happening in the universe <coughs> all right let me take a drink i'm just not going to use the coaster anymore i'm just not going to use it what we have to realize is that the lizard brain right again this is a meme this is an idea right maybe it'll spread Right? Maybe this is a maybe this is maybe this is a virulent meme, right? And maybe you're all are gonna be a part of spreading the idea of the lizard brain, right? Because I think it is something that has been with us since the very foundation of civilization. I think it was necessary in early civilization. And again, this is why I, I probably have some precursor civilization beliefs in me because I kind of want to think that at one point we were creating a civilization in which it was more egalitarian that everyone considered themselves to be human and so therefore gave everyone the dignity of being human much more equitable and again that word has been freaking destroyed but what I foundationally believe is that if you give anybody the tools to unlock that third eye, that anybody can do it just about. If you give them the dignity and the respect and the education and the goodwill and the time to build themselves, they will do it. They will do it. So that is that's that's a very important part of early civilization is the lizard brain. And again, this would have taken quite some time to build. I truly believe that especially there was probably a time in early human history where the most egalitarian tribes probably did prosper, working together, sharing information. Oh my gosh, I was going to tell you guys this cool Dionysus story. Then I started choking. All right, let's do it. Let's do Dionysus because this is this is this is where it comes. It all comes here, baby. It all comes back to Dionysus. This is what I believe. So, one of the early memes in ancient human lore was the divinity of the bull huge just meat 
house. You know what I mean? My God, one bull? A tribe would eat like kings, right? But here's an interesting thing about bulls and especially about kind of less civilized times is that oftentimes, right, animals go off to die by themselves, especially male creatures. They get sick, they get tired, they get wounded in battle, and they'll go off by themselves deep in the woods if they're near woods or out in the pastures and bees would often use the dried out carcasses of bull or cow carcasses as giant hives huge huge beehives in the carcass of an old bull. And early man would know that this was a bull, right? They would know all the telltale signs. They'd seen plenty of skeletons of bulls before. They would know this. And that the bulls were giving them honey. Now again, we live in this, this society that has... That we, we're no longer connected to the land like we used to be. And so we don't understand the unbelievable nature of honey. My God, so sweet. That's the first one, right? But it's also an incredible preservative, right? You can use beeswax. You can use honey. I'm sure they had all kinds of crazy secret rituals around honey but what was the most important sacred ritual honey turning into mead mead for those of you who don't know is the alcoholic beverage brewed from honey my thoughts on this my meme right the the head cannon the lore was that the early person found some old honey in a cave, right? They left a satchel of honey somewhere and they came back. It had sat there and had, you know, anaerobic alcoholization happens, right? You add a little water to the honey. The honey just naturally ferments over time and then that person ate it drank it gave it to their friends they ate it they drank it it made them feel really crazy really strange was this cursed what was it that happened that allowed these incredible weird feelings to happen i've changed and it was because i took this honey drink that is eventually going to be taken as a sacred rite down the road. Early religion, I believe, is based upon the use of psychedelics and the creation of alcohol, which creates 
And I believe that this was probably an egalitarian knowledge at first, right? But eventually, the what what changes is that we start to create villages. Agriculture starts to take place. More and more humans start being born. And so you need to literally start manufacturing meat. This is what becomes sacred knowledge. This is where religion is started. Creation of alcohol. The creation of sacred knowledge. And once that is started, once those early humans get the taste of the power of creating... What they don't know at the time, but we know now, is an addictive substance. We want to feel that way. We need to feel that way. We like feeling messed up. Feeling cursed. The the spirits. My God. They done named it. Spirits. For a reason. Because you get a spirit inside of you. My God. Can you imagine what that was like in early humanity? I can't. It's hard for me to fathom. But the the, the first individuals know the power of what they got. And so, it becomes sacred knowledge. It becomes secret knowledge. Priests take over the knowledge of the creation of alcohol. And administer it in certain locales. I think actually probably used it to get people to do what they wanted. The Egyptians did this. You can see them giving beer. My God, the the this in the Civil War, the British Navy they gave you rations of rum, rations of whiskey. This is classic, guys. This is absolutely classic. We're a wretched. Wretched species. We need our substances. We gotta have them. And so this is the start of civilization, right? From the foundation, from the very foundation, it's built on secrets. And it's built on control at the very beginning in the foundational structure of the whole thing is secrets and control. And this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is why the study of, of, of that the creation of civilization what bubbles up the memes that are taking place at the time, right? And these 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 humans who are using it, that what what becomes our elite. And again, they would have been elite at the very beginning. My God, you don't think they had alcoholics then too? What would you give if you were an early alcoholic? Your labor. Absolutely. No doubt. What else would you give? Some children? Maybe. 
No doubt. Enslave yourself? My God, just for a little bit of that honey mead, baby. Come on. Just give me a taste. What are you going to do? Hmm? I'll give you 15% of my profits for the rest of the year. Ah. Now there's an interesting meme. I'll give you 10%, baby. 10%? How do you... How do I track that? I got whole villages giving me 10%, 15%, 20%. And again, it wasn't 20%. It would be like a, a, a hectare or whatever their growing amount was. Maybe a cartload. Maybe 10 bucketfuls, right? And the, the priest would give the bucket and say, you got to fill this now and we'll get a good harvest. You'll live. You'll be fertile. You get some of that sweet honey mead, baby. Wine comes. Eventually, beer comes. But it's all about that sweet honey mead at the very beginning. Sweet baby honey mead. Yummo. Big time yum yum. So, where does that get us? These early elites are only doing... What is in our nature? Those lizard brain is the thing most directly tied to our being. It's tough. Man. I wish it wasn't. We live in a whole lot better world if that lizard brain could just calm down, dude. But here's the thing. It's the thing that is deepest within us. You know, it's probably even deeper than lizard brain. It's probably like amoeba brain, where you're just directly reacting to stimuli. The light, it's bright. I want to move away. Oh, there's a big thing over there. Run! Run! Get away! Okay, alright. Lizard brain, it's tough. Okay, I get it, right? But again, these humans are not these. It's hard to even fathom. They know so much about the world, but they know so little. They understand exactly what is happening. Can you imagine if somebody just just handed you the keys to power? What would you do? Hmm? I'm not going to take that. Here's $10 million. All you got to do is exploit these people. Screw it. I don't care. I don't care. There were plenty of people who didn't. There are plenty of people who didn't. Right? But here's what happens. This is the crazy thing, right? This is the this is the part where it hurts a little bit about the creation of civilization. Who becomes the strong? The people are that organized, right? And what do the lords the elite have to do in the early civilizations. They had to create walls to keep people out from stealing their crap. I got a big old granary full of grain. I got I can I can pay people to make pottery for me and nice jewelry. And now and this is another meme that happens in early civilization specialization. Specialization. 
it's pretty basic understanding, right? I mean, it's just like you got pot makers, you got candle makers, you got bricklayers, you got, you know, house makers, you got dairy people, you got wheat people, you got whatever, right? Scribes, eventually, priests, kings, warriors, specialization. You lose that uh, that that Jeffersonian ideal. Isn't that fun? The yeoman farmer. Every man a king. Every man a king of his own little 40-acre kingdom. Not so, though, right? It's not actually so, because we all got the tax collector that comes, right? But again, the king has to, right? But it's not a king yet. It's a strong man, the priest class. Who will say, well, we need some protection. We got all this good stuff. We got so much good stuff right now. We got so much food. We divvy up all of our stuff. We got some secrets. They're starting to attain some knowledge. They got to come up with writing to, to know how much they have. Who owes them what. That is what early writing is doing just accountants as early writing eventually they they realize that they now we have so much knowledge there's so much lore somebody's gonna have to write it all down and that's fine we get there that's fine but the early is accountancy and who owes the power structure what and so you're seeing, you're seeing, I hope, what I'm trying to say is that these were all, these are all foundational structures that we can see today that are still acting upon us today and how we have reacted to them is telling. Where you are on the spectrum of power tells you how you react to it. The memes that you internalize and act upon. American elite. Imperial power, right? But our imperial power means something totally different to British imperial power. That was completely different to French imperial power. And going all the way back to the Sumerians. It's, it, it, it's changed... But the basics are always there. Extract. If I can give you one word, baby, it's extract. Suck it up. Money me. Give me my treats. That's what Matt Chrisman calls him. I love Matt Chrisman. He's one of my favorite people. He calls him treats. And that is just what I have now. That's the meme I use. Is that it's just treats? Oh, good, I have an 88-inch flat-screen TV. Cool. I got the newest Apple iPhone. Awesome. My fridge talks to me. That's amazing. Apple Watch, your super cool newest fashion. Whatever. Whatever. My God. It's just all shit. It's just treats. It's just sugar. That's all it is. 
Huh, sugar. That's an interesting one. We're not going to get into that, though. I've focused way too heavily on the mimetic themes in ancient civilization. I'm so sorry, but I just, I really did think that it was, I had a whole list of stuff I was going to talk about, guys. I really did. I really did. And I wanted to go more into the algorithm. I'm going to go into a little bit into the algorithm. Because, again, this is me. This is, and this is a, this is a, this is interesting because I think this is where things are are going to be a little topsy-turvy. You know, generally, I always kind of thought of memes as Darwinian survival of the fittest. That for whatever reason, there were, there were these memes that just had these spike proteins that could perfectly attached to our minds for whatever reason and just completely imbibe and like i said before become the water that the fish swims in they don't even understand we don't even understand sometimes the means in which the means in which we are ingesting and so the algorithm is is a is a meme that that we kind of were starting to develop during real politique and our general our general theory of the case was that just about everything on the internet these days and therefore because everyone has accepted that the internet is the main functionary of all society which again we've we've we all built this prison ourselves we have created this prison everyone i'm sorry to say it. i hate it you know i will, when we talk about what the future looks like i always say it's going to be 1984 and brave new world we're all gonna walk into this prison and lock the door behind us and say just entertain the shit out of me please just entertain the crap out of me just feed me full of crap and just please entertain me that's all i want i just want i just want to feel nothing i just want to be entertained my whole entire life i really truly believe that's what what's happening to us right now but all i have to say is that what that may have been that that's a lizard brain right that may be that may be mammal brain i don't know if uh if Maybe not. Maybe it is lizard. I'm just thinking of that lizard basking out on my rail right now. Just soaking up the sun. And that's all we really want to do, right? Entertainment has been become the form, but I mean, again, humans have always wanted to be entertained. That honeymoon, baby. Ooh. Just a different form of it, right? Gladiator battles. Just a different form of it. Shakespearean plays. Operas. Just these little moments of us to forget our wretched existence. Now there is beauty and art and education that can happen through these things, right? But entertainment can be bad. That's a pretty fundamental piece of lore for me and Paul, I think, is that most everything is tools. A tool can be used for good. A tool can be used for bad. Nuclear energy. My God. You can do Hiroshima or you can be the French. 
90% of your energy comes from nuclear power? I don't know. Just saying. So what, 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 we all know what the algorithm is, right? Where we, this isn't, this isn't a hard thought for most of us to understand. Twitter, Spotify, Pandora, Netflix, Facebook. This is, it's all generated. You, you at one point you had humans running the show, but now the show runs the show. Nobody is saying, look at this anymore. Maybe they are, a little bit. But for the most part, the vast majority of what we're taking in every day, my God. My God. Seriously. How much crap do we take in every day? You know, I saw something along the lines of, like, the modern-day human takes in the equivalent of like 20 years of information of somebody that grew up in the 20s, 1920s. And like one year. And 20 to 1. We're just taking so much stuff in, right? But the, you know, they're also warned about driving at 15 miles per hour in a car. We evolve. We can, we, we can take more information in. But there's a point. There is a point where it's too much. And that's why I know, that's why I know that everything's algorithm fed. It's because nobody can control this. You can control the parameters. You can control maybe the themes. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, we all interact with the algorithm. And now it's just one universal algorithm. Now everybody is a part of the, I'm, Paul and I are a part of the algorithm. We create Coast to Coast PM that gets sent out to all these different forms, all these different corporations, all these different podcast places, and then gets sent out to you, who somehow picked this up, probably from Reddit. Thank you, Reddit. Love you, Reddit. But there was a reason. Maybe you had a history of... of paranormal stuff maybe you love to coast to coast am coast to coast pm well that sounds pretty darn close it's probably been a little bit different for some of y'all who are who are big coast heads but you're our coastronauts now i hope you feel a part of the group i hope you feel connected to the meme that we're sharing but the algorithm controls everything and this is and this is fundamentally different than i think anything that we have ever seen before, because even the elite were perpetuated into the memosphere, right? When Christianity is still being, is still going through its martyr stage, early, early, well, not that early, but Roman, Roman sieve. Roman civilization, Constantine, accepts Christianity. He was a pagan, sun worshiper, loved the sun, big sun guy. I like the sun too, I'm a big sun guy too, I love the ocean, you know, the ocean gods, the sun god, good stuff, it's all good. But he says, "Eh, this thing's spreading, let's just use it. You know, it's funny, uh, 
been doing a lot of South Carolina history early on. And um, I believe it's 1964 in South Carolina when um, the NAACP, SNCC, and a couple of other, um, which is like the student student group at the time, a couple of other groups I'm, I'm sure were involved, they uh, do a huge voter registration drive in South Carolina. And the, the gentleman I was listening to was saying that when... Apparently, apparently, uh, Strom Thurmond, which if any of y'all know about Strom Thurmond, he was a little bit of a bastard. Um, he ran in the Dixiecrat party um, in the 40s and uh, just huge segregationist. Huge segregationist. We'll say that's all I really need to say. You got the picture. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, so they do this. They do this voter registration drive and so you know he Strom would say terrible things terrible things when the few times he did talk about black folks in in South Carolina and he said that um, this gentleman was saying that when they registered 50,000 black voters that Strom started calling them Negroes right that was the the common vernacular at the time so he he understood right this is something different still kind of was fire and brimstone right but he was saying negroes now they registered a hundred thousand people he started calling them black he said my black south carolinians two hundred thousand people and he said what do y'all need how can i help you and i've always thought that was an interesting little bit of understanding the, the elite power structure understanding the meme has changed, right? It's typically, it's it's in di- direct contention with power, direct contention with power. They, Strom understands that he can no longer be a segregationist when there are 200, 250,000 black voters who could swing towards somebody, probably white, but who was not a segregationist. He could no longer be a true segregationist. And in fact, towards the end of his life, probably the last 10, 20 years, actually does quite a bit of good for the black community in South Carolina. Does that make up for his past? Not not mine to say. I wasn't here for any of it. It's kind of ancient history, right? But again, we can kind of see the power of the meme to interact with our physical world. And so let's let's go ahead and wrap it up there, y'all. That was that was that was a lot of fun for me. I swear to God. I had had a blast. And I didn't get through 75, 80% of my outline. So uh, if Paul is away again and everybody really enjoyed this, then I am definitely, definitely, definitely going to do this again. Um, I hope you understand a little bit more now of what we mean by lore and what we mean by memes and mimetic energy. Um, And uh, yeah, I think that's about it for us. Uh, Thank you for listening to Coast to Coast PM. I'm Chris, and it's All Conspiracy all the time. Later.